Hi, we are Mel and Josie, and we're here to tell you that no matter how much it feels like you are screwing up every single part of your goddamn life, actually, you're doing great, sweetie. Four years. Oh, 84 years. 84 we're back. years. We've had a lot going on, surprisingly, mm. considering it's locked down. We actually have things going on in our lives. It's also quite literally the apocalypse outside. So if it you can sounds hear lovely. Storms. I can hear it. I don't can know if, if listeners will be able to hear it. It's not bothering me, but that's probably because every night I go to sleep with Harry Potter audiobook. And my mm. rain up playing simultaneously. Beautiful. Unless I've had a few too many wines and I think the rain might make me want to pee and then I <laughs> just have Stephen Fry and no rain. <laughs> when I was pregnant, actually, I was like, damn it, I kind of my rain out because I need to piss constantly when I was yeah. pregnant. But I had really bad insomnia and I was like, what is the fix for this? I don't. Yeah. That's when I discovered the Stephen Fry audiobooks. And that's what I do. So this is so relaxing for me. Great. I'm going to fall Super asleep. fucking loud for me. <laughs> While you're talking. I'm going to try pulling the blind down and see if that helps. Obviously, I'm going to take this part out of this. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fuck. What oh, happened? Okay. Well, the update is it didn't change anything, but. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, it's, it's glorious for me. I, right. I don't know if the listeners will be out of here. Well, you're getting, you're getting un- <laughs> solicited rain app yeah via this podcast but yes it has been a bit of a time we've had a bit of a time there's been lots on um i moved house whoa did you wow. hear that okay yeah i love that we're just doing this in the middle of the apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> it's also gonna be so lame for all of you listening if you can't hear it and you're like what are you reacting to <laughs> we're just like going, that was whoa. a big clap of thunder for anyone yeah. that didn't hear that Anyway, I'm hoping that it just gets bigger and bigger so that you guys can enjoy this with us. And we end up shouting at each other. Yeah. (laughs) Because the storm is like, oh, it's here. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. So Josie and I live, I reckon we're probably 15K away from each other, maybe 12K or something away from each other, maybe. So, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how quickly it moves. Because weather is interesting. I actually am obsessed with Let's do a whole episode on the weather. I mean, we definitely could because the weather both sucks and is amazing. Yeah. But I'm obsessed with bomb. My dad is obsessed with bomb. Have you got Rain Parrot? No. What's that? It's a great app that tells you in exactly how many minutes is the rain going to come. What? How does it know? I don't know. And it has this little – I don't have my phone on loud ever. My phone's always on silent. But Julian has his on loud – and it goes, it goes like, do, 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 rain parrot. <laughs> oh my god! I'm getting rain him. parrot. And the I'm other day we parrot. checked because we were walking down the street because he had a day off and yeah. I obviously work from home. We're like, Let's walk down the street, get some lunch. What yeah. a treat! And it looked pretty ominous, so we checked rain parrot. This is not sponsored by rain parrot, by the way. <laughs> and it said like light rain in 35 minutes, and we we're like, I reckon we can do it. And as we're walking home, 35 minutes, it started to rain. It's like oh my God, magic. That is wild. Hang on, Tom's at the door and it's pouring. Hang on one second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
like a literal he drowned like rat. A little drowned rat. I know. I was because I was buzzing it because he buzzed, and then I can't even hear out there. It's so loud. I was buzzing the door and I couldn't hear it unlock because you can usually hear it and I'm like is he drowned in the like river I could hear him go this is not normal rain <laughs> and he's like please don't make me meet Dracy like <laughs> drowned rat version of himself <sighs> anyway he's, he's gone to have his shower he'll he'll be right um where were we I'm gonna um, leave that in we're talking about rain parrot <laughs> we're talking about rain parrot rain parrot yes okay I need this app um, yeah, get it. Everyone get it. Yeah, the weather update pay is us. pouring. It is absolutely bucketing down. Um, You couldn't see that, but <laughs> Tom literally <laughs> got home and honest to God looked like he had crawled out of the sewer. Like he's <laughs> so wet. I've never yeah, seen that was a very drenched like man that appeared on the screen. Oh, it's not, it hasn't hit here yet. So it's bad, I'm sure Tracy. Julian and Rosa might come in looking like drowned rats soon. Well, hopefully they get back before the rain. But I think Rosa would enjoy it, frankly. It's quite fun. She's got a little, like, you know, rain cover for her. Prayer. Yeah, she'll be fine. Julian she'll will be not fine. be fine. He won't. <laughs> she'll be dry. Dry <laughs> as anything. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I moved. Um, mm. And that was a lot. Moving fucking sucks. It's the worst. It I fucking sucks. hate it. Uh, but, yeah, love this little apartment. It's great. Oh, that's um, good. And... The only other thing I've really been doing is just too much shopping. And what mm-hmm. I do is I've been doing this shopping for things for when lockdown ends, which is soon, which is very exciting. Mm. Um, and so I've been buying like dresses and pants and jeans and things that I'm not wearing right now. But every single day I look like sort of a small, sad marsupial because <laughs> <laughs> I've just got like no makeup on. Yes. And so I'm white as a sheet because I haven't fake tanned yet. Yeah. My hair is like just up in like a little bramble bush on my head. Yeah, I've got the business bun happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so if, I'm, I'm never like there's no point trying anything on because I literally look like a slug. Mm. So I'm like mm-hmm. I don't want to try these nice things on because I'll just think they look gross because I look like a slug. Yeah. So today I was like I've got time. I'm going to do my hair properly. I'm going to do my makeup properly. Yeah. try everything on looking like I'm going to look soon. To see what they look like IRL. Yeah. So it turns out like – 90% of them were bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> even when you tiz yourself up. Yeah. But sometimes it's so good when they're bad. Like, don't you love when you buy a really expensive yes. thing? And like, it's I bad. bought this really expensive dress, and then I was like, fuck, that really hurts the wallet, you know? Yeah. And then I tried it on, and it was bad. And I'm like, great, yes. I can return it. Yep. And I I'm know exactly I'll, never the same. I'll never I'm wonder. I'm exactly the same. And if you can relate to this and you haven't listened to it, I think it was episode two where we talked mm-hmm. about our obsession with online shopping, please go back and listen. Do because it. Because it's all about this and it's so fucking relatable. There's so many, like, memes going around that's like, um, oh, like a delivery a day keeps the doctor away, yeah. whatever it is. Because I'm like, I go to the door and I say to no one, no one, I'm like, but I wanted a present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the serotonin hit I get from my postie who knows me now. Yep. And when there's like another name, because you sent me my birthday present, had your name on it. Yeah. He gets such a kick out of that when it's someone else's really? name. Really? Because he knows my name now. It's just like we're on first name fucking basis. And he <laughs> yeah, just, I, I just that. hear like the thing slap onto the doorstep and he goes, um, parcel delivery. Thank you. And I'm like, oh, thanks. The <laughs> then one day he was like, this isn't you. And I was like, yeah, it's my birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, who's Mel? <laughs> He's like, who is Mel Mason? 
Oh, God. Yes, oh. I'm doing the same thing, buying a lot. But I was going to tell you that um, you said you haven't faked hand. I've just mm. become obsessed with tanning. Oh, really? <laughs> I love it's really that. weird. I just thought, well, I'm not going out into the world. So I can try a bunch and mm. just trial like what works. And if it's orange, no one's going to see me except Julian. And yes, yeah. he teases me, but that's okay. <laughs> and so I've been like playing around with gradual tan. So I've actually oh. got quite the like sun kissed yeah, glow. I was say, I'm on. looking very washed out and you are looking <laughs> golden. Because do you have feel you found like that one? happens like every year, yes. right? Spring suddenly hits, it's suddenly 28 degrees. You have to wear a skirt or shorts and your legs are like two of those like bigger stringer cheese sticks <laughs> and like you're just like no I do not want to get these out into the world and that's uh, the thing like I'm not pale like gorgeous like Nicole Kidman no, pale I'm like not alabaster it's like <laughs> you look like a piece of paper in denim yeah. shorts and it's yeah. that's me too I just look like and my skin's so funny like I will tan in summer but as soon as winter hits I am like snow white <laughs> it's mm. so weird Bondi Sands gradual tanning foam is my really? like new obsession. Bondi okay. Sands, I, they did not sponsor this either, but they fucking know their shit. They just yeah, know they tan. Do yeah, they, do, they have so many. Tan is very good too. Yes, the, the dark tan. One. But I'm like, I'm too, I'm non-committal, so I'm like, yeah. I'll do the gradual and just see. And it's just like sun-kissed instead yeah. of being like fully tanned, which I'll go for in summer. And then they have a nice um, overnight mask. Oh, yeah. So you put that. it on and then you wake up looking all glowy. Look yes, at Yes, yeah, I wanted to try. You do look very I look healthy, don't I? Yeah, very healthy, <laughs> glowing, like a healthy little, <laughs> like sort of one of those, like a little um, child who's been forced to toil the fields in the oldie times. That's, that's me. That's the vibe I want, you know? Just that's like the, tan um, that I the want. maize fields. <laughs> yeah. I never know what maize is. Is it corn? I think it's corn. Yeah. <laughs> But you know how, like, back in the day, a tan indicator that you were, like, poor because mm. you had to work outside while all of yes. the, like, pale people stayed indoors? And then mm. it changed, I think. I think it changed after the – I think, again, I'm just talking about the oh, Industrial Revolution. Oh, I love revolution. you like, the I know Industrial Revolution. What it is. <laughs> Can't wait for you to cover it on our history podcast. <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> going to be like, Industrial Revolution, who knows when it was by Mel Mason. <laughs> two-minute episode where you're like, I don't know what this is. The but end. The end. It's rainy um, here now, by the way. Is it? Well, mm, get ready. Weather update. Weather update. Is Julian back yet? No. Oh, no. <laughs> He's got Julian. <laughs> are you guys just in suspense listening to this? Like, are you just like real like, time of the storm? <laughs> are Julian and Rose going to be okay? Are they going to make it through this? I mean, surely he must be nearly home. Hopefully. I, think. I hope. He left at five. Yeah. Oh. Well, he could be also coming in as a drowned rat, in which case yeah. you need to bring him into the room. <laughs> to show you, <laughs> yeah. specifically you. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. We're talking the, about the, the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, so then at some time after that, when people that were poor had to work in factories and then all of the rich people went on holidays to Saint-Tropez, uh. I feel like that's when tanning became like the thing. But speaking of Saint-Tropez, that's my favourite tan. Yes, they do a good it job. It has been forever. Like I just feel like... I've tried some other ones. Mm. I'm with you. Like I've never really risked it, mm. but um, that's always been my favorite. But the Bondi Sands Aero Dark is like yes. super. It's really dark. Like it takes you from like zero to one hundred yes. in a second. But it's yeah. 
natural looking. So it's yes, almost just like you nail the on, colour or something. Yeah. I don't know. They just know yeah. it. And it smells good. And they don't test on animals or they're cruelty free, which is nice. Beautiful. Anyway, not sponsored by any of It those isn't. Brands. I just really love Bondi. <laughs> <laughs> Could also do an entire episode on fake tanning because, my God, the process Mm. that we put into that. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing is I kind of – I do love it. I get eczema, though, so I can't do it as often as I'd love to because, A, it gets all in the cracks of my eczema. It's a disgusting thing. (laughs) And then also um, it dries my skin out, something crazy. Mm. So, yeah, but the process of it is just like – I'm all sticky and I do it at night Yeah, and like my sheets get filth. But then I got a little black sheet, like a little sack that you oh, get yes. into. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've heard of those. Um, but I don't <laughs> like to be in a sack. So it's a bit of a <laughs> weird work. vibe. The good thing about working from home is you can do it in the morning and then just kind of sit there. Yeah. In like, like very loose, billowy clothes. That's what yes. I've been doing. Have you ever gone and gotten like a spray tan and then you walk out and it's raining and then you just get the little blotchy, I've had that. Yes, but only it was like it had rained, so it only happened on my ankles because of the splash from the ground. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, which was awesome for Popsy like wedding, ankles. the wedding I was attending. <laughs> so I just had to kind of scrub it so it kind of just faded. Just wear a little boot. Yeah, fuck. That was <laughs> just, annoying. I'm just wearing ankle boots at your wedding. Everyone's <laughs> like, what? Summer wedding and ankle boots. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. remember weddings and going oh, to things? I know. I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait to have i'm going on a trip that's what i'm really excited yes. about. yes your bicycling um, trip yes it's not bicycling it's just funny because today i was like asking josie if she had bikes to borrow and she's like no <laughs> i had a bike and julian finally was like admitted to himself he was not going to use said bike when we yeah. moved and got yeah. rid of it i think i hear them at the door <gasps> that's good it is really coming down it is I'm like, I wonder if he needs help, but also I'm busy. So. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> I can't hear the rain. I'm so invested in this episode. <laughs> I didn't even know it was raining. Oh, dear. Um, so. Yes. I'll, I'm going to talk about things. Yeah. Fun <laughs> chat aside. Fun chat is, aside. This is now, we've done Josie's trauma. Mm-hmm. The unpacking of Josie's trauma. Now we're unpacking Mel's trauma. Now we're unpacking yours. We love to unpack our trauma <laughs> on this podcast. We just simply love it. We actually do, though. <laughs> yeah. No, it's quite cathartic and it's nice to share it because it's other people's trauma too. It's a shared trauma. Yes, so people are like, that happened to you, that happened to me. Great. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's just have a virtual group hug. Yeah. That's what this podcast is. It's a virtual group hug. <laughs> Over the airwaves. Before. It's yeah. also a no judgment zone and mm-hmm. it's also a zone where sometimes you get an episode and sometimes you don't for three weeks. Yes, but because things okay. are happening in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes, I'm going to talk about, well, you've been asking since episode maybe oh, two. Yeah, the requests are rolling. The requests. And when we say that, we mean three people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to for me to tell you about being in church for 10 years, um, mm-hmm. which I haven't actually talked about much. I haven't written well, about I've it really. I've been wanting you to talk to me about this since yeah. I met you. It's not <laughs> even just a podcast me. thing. It's like something you've dropped into conversation. You dropped it into like all of our podcasts. Yes. You know, you've re- you wrote about so many things and still do, um, 
when you treat the internet like your diary, which yeah. I love and encourage, <laughs> but you you haven't, like you said, you haven't delved into it. Like you've touched on it in various stories, mm. but you haven't like done the deep dive. So I'm like one step away from getting the popcorn and settling <laughs> in. That's why I've got a wine because I'm yeah, just like, in. I'm like regale me with this story because I'm an atheist. <laughs> so it's yeah. like the opposite experience. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so, it's so strange. Um, because now it feels so long ago because it's probably been about 10 years since I did leave. Yeah, it has right. been actually. So it's like now feels like this weird blip in my life, mm. but like quite a significant blip, you mm. know, like it's a large like a weird blip. like sentence in the story. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I'll go back to the beginning. So basically I was 14 when I first like got into it and the way that it sort of happened, which is very funny is that my sister had a friend who went to this church and she um, took Kate along one time and Kate just sort of had fun. And Mm. then her mum was like to my mum, you should come. My mum went. She really loved it. She got very invested. And me and dad were like, no. We were absolutely (laughs) not. And we're very similar and we're both very cynical about things like that. And we're just like, "Mm, absolutely no. And so for probably about a year, we just didn't go and mum and dad, mum and my sister went and we just didn't. And um, then one time dad did go and he tells it this way. And this is probably, not to jump ahead, this is probably the only thing that keeps me agnostic Mm. is this story from my dad. is Because I trust my dad and my dad's very like switched on like he's not very spiritual like he's very analytical and real yeah real realist like me and he reckons he went to this thing and this like preacher guy was talking and he touched him on the shoulder to pray for him and dad reckons he just like felt something like wild like yeah yeah, like an energy or something and was just totally from that moment on just about turn like completely invested and devoted and still is to this day in his own way um so that i think is the one thing that has me like i can't explain that away yeah can't because dad's so the last person you'd think grounded yeah yeah yeah. he's just not like the kind of person to just like flip-flop between different spiritual things like Mm. you know he's not into the woo-woo stuff as our friend maddie would call it (laughs) um so i still wouldn't go so now they're all the last person yeah it was the last interesting yeah and so i was really off it and um i yeah just like flat out refused to go and then i think it was like I went – I was on a picnic – we were on a picnic on a Sunday and then I fell asleep in the car and then when I woke up, we are in <gasps> church. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. They, like, abducted they you to church. Me. <laughs> and then they were like, well, you can stay in the car, in this car park, like a fucking dark – grim car park or you can come in and i was like well i'm not gonna sit in the yeah. car park for an hour and a half yeah so i went in and i didn't actually even go into the church i went to the kids club i was like oh 14 my God. in that awkward phase where i was yeah. like i'm not really a kid but kate was in there and mm. it wasn't really a kids club it was literally just like kids running rampant with my no God. supervision i'm pretty sure it was yeah <laughs> it was just i've had kids. such a similar experience when i was like i'll tell the story after but 
similar thing where I was kind of like strong armed into going to a church. I'm yeah. pretty firm on my beliefs, so I just hung out in the kids' club. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just funny that just you're like, I'm going like to the rogue. kids' club. It's like that bit of the ocean that has no <laughs> law, you know, the lawless part of the ocean. Yes. That's what kids' club is like at church. It's like until it's like a bigger church, it's just this lawless territory. Yeah. Where kids are like honest to God breaking each other's arms, yes. basically. But like, and then meanwhile, all the parents are in the other room, like, that's fine. I can hear yeah. banging on the walls, doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, but I had, I don't know why, I had fun there. And I think I was like 14. And I, don't know, I was a very creative, weird little kid. And I thought, mm. I'm going to like come up with some f- dance or something and teach it to them, which is just like cringe. <laughs> I would hate to be my parent. Like, is my kid going to be like this? Because. <laughs> I was so embarrassing. Just stop being a loser. Like, all teenage, all teenagers are embarrassing, in my opinion. Oh, my God. I think I'd be, like, saying to, like, the kid's dad, I'd be like, why have we got a fucking loser as a kid? Like, <laughs> I kind of want Rosa to, to be a loser. Dance. I want her to be a loser. I'd rather she be a loser than, like, one of the popular, like, Girls, like girls, yeah. going giving hand jobs outside the <laughs> bet they bloody wherever. Are. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Either way, you're going to work out fine. <laughs> it's just embarrassing to live through it, really. But, um, yeah, so that's that was kind of got me semi into it. And then I can't really remember how it happened, but I went to basically a Hillsong recording. So they used to record their albums live and they would be in this big stadium mm. thing. Like, I think it was at the Entertainment Centre. Yeah. It was massive. And very, like, very theatrical and very – um quite powerful like like powerful in a way where whether you believe it or not it's still like an amazing concert like they're amazing musicians yes there's like very, super amount of talent yeah it's very very talented and so catchy songs talented exactly. people like great performances exactly yeah. and so i got very like i felt like something happened then but now, looking back on it, I can't tell you 100% for sure if something did. Mm. It just, like, because it it's really hard for me to tell what was real and what wasn't because mm. I was so young. Exactly. And so it's a vulnerable age and yeah. the whole family was into this thing. So Exactly. And and I think in a lot of ways I was searching for community and, and you know, when you're young, like, you love, like, you want to feel like you've found your place like you feel very hmm. displaced when you're young yeah. you're working yourself out and so one of the things that church really had was this strong community like yes yeah people genuinely loved you like genuinely um hmm. like I could not most people there most of them there were some but most <laughs> of them <laughs> genuinely like were like a sort of family like and it was yeah. and I still have people from that time that I I'm friends with and talk to and like I'm still very involved in their life in some capacity like it's like there were some really strong relationships that like existed and so yeah so it kind of felt like I was just welcomed in this family also it was kind of like young people like there were yeah. like a couple of people there that were also teenagers and like definitely cooler teenagers than me so I was like oh cool hey guys <laughs> finger guns you know <laughs> So I am, yeah, (laughs) Bo-Ching. And then then from there it was kind of – I've always been very like zero to 100 with stuff. Like once I feel like this is the thing I want, I'll just like go balls to the wall. I know that about you. Like today you asked, um, (laughs) do you have a bike? No, I don't. Next minute you're 
going to buy a bike. <laughs> like, literally the next like, minute. Why is this happening? How did this happen and why? And I'm like, you, you don't understand done. me yet. <laughs> <laughs> when I say should we get bikes, what I mean is we're getting bikes and we'll have them within 24 hours. Yes. It's just a matter of how we get these bikes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You work fucking quickly. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so basically I went all in. So, I mean, sort of fast forward a bit, I ended up on the worship team. So I was a worship leader. So leading like the singing. Wow. Yeah. I was writing songs That's for the, the guitar, the, the guitar, guitar tidbit that you've dropped yes. in before. So I learned guitar and then wrote songs that we used to sing in church. This one called Mighty King. Can you, I can't, I actually can't. <laughs> do you anyway, remember it? I sorry do. That I, I could sing it to you right I laugh. now. But I, I don't mean to it. laugh in a like. Oh, no, you can laugh. It's fine. It's actually like my trauma is different to yours in that it really affected me for a very long time and it still does. But it's not like harrowing. It's like just sort of this almost like a good experience that just was kind of probably not right for me does that and make sense it's just a bit strange maybe yeah and culty it gets quite mm. culty so yeah, it's gonna so get bad culty. guys so right now it's, it was <laughs> idyllic for years like i reckon from 14 to maybe 19 it was wow idyllic. okay like it was proper amazing i got into the youth group um i became a youth leader like we used wow. to go on camps and did stuff. you go to school so fun no, we didn't go to – oh, we did do a couple of things. We, we created – there was this thing that – not we created. I don't know who the fuck created this. It was called Exo Day. I don't know why it was called Exo Day either. Like <laughs> nothing made a lot of sense. <laughs> you were just like, okay. <laughs> I was like, cool, Exo Day. Yeah, what a cool name. And I don't know if it was a Hillsong thing, but there were a few different things. There was Hillsong and then there was this like youth, like national youth group um, that was formed with people from Hillsong but also from other – like so basically i was pentecostal and our church was an offshoot of hillsong but right. hillsong is not like its own entity like it is part of pentecost it's probably the biggest yes. church in australia it's but almost it's, like a brand name yeah it is it for is pentecostal yeah yeah and they have like so there's a thing called the aog and that's like above them and that right. encompasses like a lot of those big mega churches so there's like one in south australia called planet shakers and um there's another one called um something and it's out in the north <laughs> somewhere <laughs> i forgot oh ccc christian city oh Church, yeah yeah I've yeah yeah it's like one. a north thing yeah newcastle yeah. they would have yeah. some, some strongholds up there but yeah central so, coast it's when yes. i go to julian's family's place mm. there's a church literally on every corner mm-hmm. of the central coast they it love is it. like they, love they it. are really full-on like more full-on than newcastle yeah but, but the yeah. reason i asked about the mm. school was because Grew up atheist, like no choice in the matter, which I'll get into a bit later because I'm like a choice might have been nice. But um, <laughs> at my school, my public school was one of the only public schools that did religious education as wow. a subject. And my mum, I remember when my brother started, she's like, you're not fucking doing religious education. <laughs> and he goes, if you don't do it, you don't just get to like hang out because you're in year seven. Like, yeah. So they don't let you just have a free period in year seven. Mm-hmm. So you had to go sit outside the principal's office like you're in trouble. And oh mum's like, God. no, you're not going to sit there like you're in trouble. Go to religious education then. We both did and we're both fucking awesome at it. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> I hate you both. Yeah, she's like, stop being good at it now. <laughs> stop being good at it. A lot of it was like learning about, 
you know, um, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, like actually learning about religion. But it was definitely led by a Christian teacher with a Christian like yeah, 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 very you know, agenda. But they brought these these people to the school like a youth yeah. group and oh, me yeah. my friend Haley, who listens to this podcast mm. and she will cringe into oblivion when she hears this <laughs> she'll remember it but they came and they were like so friendly and fun and like cool and we were like we love them and like we hung out with them at lunch and then I went home and said we met these really cool people and my mom was like rolling around laughing she like started singing kumbaya to me <laughs> like they are like trying to get you into their cult and we're like no they're just fun friendly people (laughs) and then I went to school the next day and said to Hayley they're just trying to make us like (laughs) you're like you're like they're fun friendly people oh my god Hayley can you even Hayley told me (laughs) they're like actually trying to recruit us to their cult she was like damn it (laughs) so we had to get over it but it was a time like they are fun and friendly and it's like it's very attractive, especially I think we were about 14 at the time and yeah. it's just, you know, you're you're vulnerable and you're impressionable and, yep. yeah, you just want to belong and you want to and they're be often really friends cool. with the cool kids. And it's like everyone that goes to Hillsong kids is hot. As well. Like they're really fucking Everyone's hot. hot. Justin Bieber. Like Look at Justin Chris Bieber. He is, the, he is the sort of like <laughs> blueprint. Yeah. Like literally everyone looks like Justin Bieber and Hayley Baldwin. <laughs> yes. I, I do not shit you like they do. <laughs> and, like, if you look up any of the passes from Hills Remember Matt like, Corby from Matt Australian Corby, Idol? Perfect example. Gorgeous. Everyone's Literally. gorgeous. So it's really, really enticing. And also most people, most people in these things, and this is the thing that I think I would want to stress, most people have very good intentions and genuinely believe what they're trying to tell you. Like those people probably genuinely Mm. were like, this is the truth. I want to save these people. Yeah. You know, like they're not out here like knowing that shit is fucked. Like Nexium vibes. Yeah, it's not like that. It's not like at the (laughs) top. Let's brand these people's vaginas with our initials. It's not about that. Yeah. No. And and the thing is even people in my story that did bad shit, um – most meant well Mm. and it just is i this is the thing is like and i don't want to shit on anyone else's belief systems here but it's like i feel like organized religion in a lot of ways is very flawed because we're all humans and we're all very like easily you know it's so easy to veer off the path and easy to like you know veer off the path of i mean they would call it like righteousness but i would just Mm. call it like being honest and and good yeah <laughs> you know like like having good intentions and it's easy for your own selfish shit to get muddled up with that or like fear and so mm. and so and so forth but i'm jumping ahead so i'll go back to the idyllic time yes so it was just like so great and like i don't know it was just really fun and then there were heaps of hot people around <laughs> so i like had this like full-on crush on this guy and then that didn't go anywhere and then I had a crush on my first boyfriend um, and then it was all very dramatic, the out getting together because he um, – it was – I won't even tell that story, but it was just very dramatic. I don't want to throw him under the bus. It's not fair. But we ended up getting together when I was about, yeah, like maybe 19, 20, I think, and then I had a boyfriend in church and, mm. um, and that was probably the beginning of things going bad because I got really, really bad relationship anxiety. I actually was the first time I had a panic attack and – I had no, I'd never been diagnosed with anything. So I had no Mm. idea what was going on. And because I was in this church environment, I attributed it to the devil, which is what you do. Like you kind of get taught like bad things are from the devil. So bad, Mm -hmm. you know, 
feelings and whatever, they're from the devil in some way. And so anxiety would be to a person who is a Christian, most likely the devil. And so I did go to a psychologist though, but a Christian one. And then I went to some weird fucking thing that I should definitely not have gone to, which was, like, 100% not okay, where it was, like, people, like, trying to get me to, like, talk to my inner child and release, like, this other person inside me, which was a lot. <laughs> so this is when things got really fucking weird. And so yeah. um, so my first boyfriend and I, it was very, like, tumultuous because I was so, like, fucked in the head essentially. Mm. And because... I was having this anxiety, I was, like, convinced it wasn't of God. And there was just a lot of talk about, like, relationships needing to be of God and, like, our pastors would sort of semi-ordain some and then not others. So, like, you'd get have these two people get together and they'd be like, mm. yes, that's of God. And then another two people might get together what? and they'd be like, no, that is not of God. And it was very – this is when everything started to go pear-shaped. Right. So, everything was really good until Were you of God – like, were you – ordained as being yes we were the golden couple so we were like we were both youth leaders um i'd been in the church for a long time everyone kind of knew me i'd grown up there Mm. he had come in um in his early 20s um but was just like a really good guy and so Mm -hmm. i think it was just very like oh this is perfect you know this perfect couple that are like going to like you know, turn into a couple leadership. And that's a lot and of baby pressure. Yeah, so much pressure for young people. Pressure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's sort of like you get sucked into it because it's not. Again, it's such a minor. Like we only had like four hundred people in our church, but it's almost mm. like you become like mini baby celebrities because right. it's like everybody knows who you are because you lead a lot of things. You're involved in a lot of things. <laughs> he was a preacher, so he was preaching. I was wow. worship leading. So there's mm-hmm. a lot going on. Mm. It was very like front facing and I think you then buy into that shit a little bit but then obviously real life is not like that so then you would go and just have like your normal time and I don't know yeah you know what I mean like it yes just kind of, no yeah it's just it's like a weird a environment. being in a fishbowl almost is that kind what, of. is that the saying yes kind of like that but <laughs> Sorry, I don't know the baby's crying right outside my door I can't That's even great. hear her, but okay. she's probably soaking wet because she fell down a drain. <laughs> That's probably what was going on. <laughs> I think Julian is, like, making her walk down, walk on her knees down the oh. hallway. Oh. I'm hearing the crying, like, fading. <laughs> <laughs> like the slow shuffle and cry. We but, yeah, it. it's um a lot of pressure for a young relationship. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and so – then things went to absolute shit. So basically, eventually, mm. um, we broke up. I broke up with him because I just wasn't sure and it was just too much and all this panic was just building and building and building. Mm. Um, so I broke up with him. Um, and then I was really good friends with the pastor's daughters who were younger than me but only by like a few years, I guess, um, and so we were like quite good friends and then we had this like weekend and I can't remember what happened. Like I think their, the pastors, like their parents were away, we were hanging out, I don't know. And we did used to be like like everybody. We were a little bit bitchy sometimes. Like we'd sometimes like, I don't know, I guess like talk about stuff. Like everybody does it, you know. Yeah. Like it was, it was very low grade I would say because we were still very much in church and we knew we shouldn't do that. But like, you know, humans are humans. Anyway, and I don't remember it being very a particularly memorable night of talking mm. about things, but then 
within a week, I'd been told that I was a bad influence and she basically told her parents that I had influenced her negatively. Yeah. And so they then told, they stood me down from all leadership. So I wasn't allowed to worship lead anymore. I wasn't a youth leader anymore. Um, I just had to go to church, but like I wasn't allowed to be involved in anything. Just because you like, did you bitch about someone in like, particular? Like literally, I, no, this is the thing. There was no like evidence. It was just that she had said that I was a bad influence and then they had decided that I was a bad influence for the church, I guess. And oh so then I wasn't allowed God. to be in a position of influence, I suppose. Okay. So, yeah, and this is the thing. I was so sucked in by this point that this seemed normal. Like I was like, no, I am not. I swear, like I am have a good heart. Yeah. But I was also like, maybe something is wrong with me. Maybe there's something wrong with me. And they were like, you've got a control issue and stuff. So then I had to do another really fucked weird course mm. where I had to like – go through all these like intense convos with another lead with a leader and and like there was a lot of praying over me and like releasing me from the devil and stuff and that was like almost that was like, like a what's it called like an exorcism, exorcism. Yes, like an exorcism but not so lie down and then you start but people would cry and like fall on the floor <gasps> and it. stuff like it was full on and really intense and then um you know I guess when you're having a lot of people telling you you're controlling, then you start worrying that you're controlling. And I was yeah, just convinced they were like gaslighting me. Yeah, but then also I just lost all my friends, so no one would talk to me. So all my friends that were all in leadership just like disappeared. Um, and I yeah, I had nobody, and so I had to kind of like make new friends. I'd still this is the thing. I was so invested, and I had like put my roots so far into that church that Mm. I stayed for like another year and so I was just complete like a pariah like I would sit up (sighs) the back no one would talk to me like I like didn't get invited to anything anymore it was like literally I was blacklisted Mm. and it was almost like they wanted me to leave but I was like managing you out (laughs) (laughs) I think every time I turned up it was just like why is she here again you know like and your family was still involved at this yeah, point. Yeah, so they was well, see, at, by this point I think mum and dad were going less and less. So mum and dad were more like, I guess, deciding that they didn't need to go as much as they were. It wasn't so much that they weren't involved or invested anymore, but they were just mm. sort of like, I'm not going to go like every single because we were expected to kind of go in leadership. You're expected to go to the sun, Saturday, Sunday morning and the Sunday night service, which were different. And then mm. there was also this kind of like unspoken expectation that to go to both the Sunday morning services, which were exactly the same. Mm. So it was like an 8.30 a.m. and like an 11 a.m. Right. And you were expected to literally, like you weren't, it wasn't said, but it was just it was like, like a, you're a better person if you yeah. do. Um, and you're more Brownie supportive. Points. Yeah, yeah. And so really like church life was just so all-consuming. And so I think they were just a bit like, I'm into it, but I'm not that into it. Yeah. Um, my sister was dating a guy there, so they were still very much involved. But, again, she was never as, like, deeply – like, she said now after the fact, like, I don't really think I felt it, like, that deeply. I kind of just was going with the flow for a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, which is interesting because she was the first. <laughs> I know, but I guess she was, like, eight or first something. Like, she was so young. Fall. Yeah. So I think it's like when you get involved, right? Because if you're like, you know, teenagers do, uh, do have kind of adult brains, but then at yeah. the same time. Yeah. I think it just got you at a particularly vulnerable time yeah. where you were like, yeah. okay, I'm all in. Yeah. 
Um, so then basically I started to question whether I wanted to be there. And that was really hard for me because I think basically I had all of the community stripped away. So I had mm. none of the stuff that originally drew me in, in yeah. the first place. And so then I had to rely entirely on do I believe in God? Yeah. In, and do I believe in this God? And do I believe in this belief system? And I was going through this whole thing of going, there were certain things happening in my life. Like I was nannying for this amazing family, just so fucking lovely mm. and just so not into church. And I was like, they're so great. And like, really, Mm. like when you're that involved, you actually are so removed from the real world. Like I didn't have any school friends anymore. I went to uni, but I never made friends because I just went and left. I worked in the church part time. So I really only had my church friends at this point. And so I think I was so disconnected from the world that you start to go, oh, everybody out there is sad and unhappy and yeah. like, struggling and, and you know, needs God and mm. we're all here like adjusted and happy and perfect, you know. Mm. And then I think working for them was like my first real encounter with people that were like totally happy and yeah. totally nice and did lovely things and were lovely parents and were like had a lovely relationship and, yeah. um, and that was – I think, set the wheels in motion in my yeah. head because I went, well, they're going to hell and that doesn't seem to make <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bye. <laughs> and they're nicer than like, everybody yes, shunning me. Yes, from- I was going through this yeah. thing and I was like, how is this fair that there are people literally spreading lies about me, mm. like literally disconnecting from me because of what one person said and then there are people that are just so lovely and I'm expected to believe that they are going to go to yeah. hell. <laughs> you started to question the very, like, I guess, not rules, but the, the foundation of religion. And yeah. you were like, mm. <laughs> but I hang just on, that doesn't like, make any sense because. Yeah. And I, then I think I started thinking about people that had other religions and, and, and you know, mm. like were Jewish or Hindu or um, Muslim. And I was like, well, there are so many good people out here and, you know, they've been raised with this religion or, you know, they have also like had an experience like I did. And then so what? Like they get one opportunity to come to God because that's the mm. whole theory is mm. you get one chance and then right. but then that's it. Like that also was like this just does not seem like a very nice God. Like I was just sort of like essentially – we're being told God is love. That's the foundation of this entire church. Yeah. And then I'm getting all of this conflicting messaging from the rules mm. and the way that we're taught, told that people go to heaven or hell and all these things. And then and your logical brain came into play. It did, the, yeah. The so side I, that's like your dad where you're like, well, hang on, this doesn't actually make any sense. Like yeah. you could see through all the like the stuff that attracted you in the first place, the hot people the fun vibe and you're like hang on at the very core of this it doesn't actually make any sense yeah and I think you know and that's the thing like I still definitely feel agnostic I still very much feel like there is a god I just wondered I started to wonder and and I kind of have come to where I am today which is still (laughs) very messy oh my god it still affects me constantly I don't know what some there are totally weeks where I'm like maybe I do like want to go back but not there but like yeah yeah yeah. that story gets even worse but um (laughs) but like basically yeah like I um I think where I'm at at the moment is have we just got it all wrong and are there many ways that you get to this heaven or this afterlife? And it's just morphed and evolved across the world over, like, the millennia, you mm. know, because 
it just does not make sense to me that, you know, we all kind of do like the basics of all religions kind of have a God, Mm. you know. I mean, not all religions, but like a lot of those big religions, there's a God or there's something like a higher power, an entity that you believe in. Mm. And and the foundation of it is like do good and be good and be kind to each other Mm. in some way. Um, So, yeah, but anyway. I, I really don't have a like handle on that thought process. Like a lot for a lot of time after I left, I actually just blocked everything out. Like it was very much like trauma, like PTSD. Mm. it was honestly PTSD. Like oh, yeah. I remember going into a shop with Kate, um, like a like a Salvos kind of shop, and they were playing like a Hillsong album, and we had to leave. Like it was actually yeah. Like I, that's a time when I can say PTSD, and I'm not like kidding around. Like it was it's proper. Mm. Um. Anyway, so the long story short is that I ended up going overseas and then I did actually just leave um, because I just went away for three months and then I just didn't go back. And it was kind yeah. of the, the – it was the catalyst I needed to be able to just not go back was to have not been there for three months. Yeah. Um, it was you, like, um, weaned yourself off. Yeah, yeah. And it was really good because around probably six months prior to that, I kind of got like welcomed back in and the pastor's daughter apologized to me mm. and every I was all back on but then I didn't want to be a worship leader anymore and I didn't want exactly. to be a youth pastor like, anymore. Fuck you guys. <laughs> well yeah, I, was, I think I was just also just so questioning it I was like I can't get up yeah. there and like sing this stuff and yeah. pretend like that would the be The wheels so are in motion, yeah. Yeah, and then things got even more intense so then basically the pastors started to say like festivals are from the devil you can't go and we started going to clubs like honestly so sober. I think I've told this story on the podcast <laughs> and like like literally rocking up like on the waters and just wanted to dance to like sexy bitch, you know, at 2 a.m. or whatever and yeah. then one and we all went so the pastor's daughter went as well and then like a few weeks later it was like clubs of the devil you can't go oh, and this was when i started to go wait i know that getting drunk is in the bible to not do but there's nothing yeah. about going dancing just that, dancing and yeah. having a good time yeah it just became very very like like rules just started appearing out of nowhere mm. um so there was a lot of stuff going on but basically i left and um it I mean, like to wrap up the church story, I don't know legally what I'm allowed to say, but basically there was some like chaotic stuff going on and that got my mum and dad out for good. Um, But uh, yeah, and then my sister left when I did really, like again, I don't think she was really particularly invested, but um, it. I think the first thing that was so difficult was I was so green. I'd never had sex. Mm. I had never, like, I'd never even seen a penis. I just can't believe, like, I went through a whole relationship and didn't wow, see a penis. it never just got unleashed. Never. The, the, <laughs> the snake was never unleashed. Um, and then, you know, uh, like, I'd, I'd never been drunk. I don't Yeah, think, like I'd so many never, rites of passages. Yeah, like so much. I'd never really been partying, like, mm. nothing. And so I felt very green and very anxious about it, like, very much. Of like course. And, to, like, you were behind. Yeah, like, I yeah. need to like catch up really quickly and then I also had no friends because all my friends were in church yes I'd never kept high school friends Mm. I had no uni friends and Mm. so I was so lucky because my family's pretty close and my cousin um was still very much in his like uni party days right so I just like we just tagged onto his friends and they were all so nice and we used to just go out and have the best time and for like quite a few years that was sort of my friendship group and that's what we all did was we just would 
go out on a Wednesday night, go out mm. on a Friday night, go out on a Saturday. You know, this is the usual. Yeah, the things that you need to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then work friends. Like we've said, like mm. I made friends with work people through Take 5 magazine, the best time ever, <laughs> Liza and Jaleesa, my first work friends, and then, you know, met other people through that and um, and that's kind of like, like we've talked about the friend stuff so I won't go into it, but like that was – why, that's why I am good at making friends. And I think it's also why I'm very, very much like nothing makes me happier than like a person that I've met who's fucking cool and then integrating them into yeah. one of my friendship groups and then they've got new friends and I'm happy because yeah. I've got another cool person because I just <laughs> – I loneliness mm. is such a horrendous feeling and I felt it so many times mm. like this – feeling like this hopeless loneliness where you just feel like I don't know how to connect with somebody because there's nobody to connect with. Yeah. Um, that was really hard. And then, yeah, and then sex-wise, that was like my second boyfriend, which was quite a few, like probably two or three years later. Um, and then that was like a train wreck of a relationship. But got <laughs> but the it, deed out of the way. <laughs> it kind of had to be, you know, like we all have to have the train wreck relationship. And totally. Like awkward, totally. fumbly sex and all of that stuff like and like I had gone the whole other way like I had gone from like the nicest guy on the entire planet <laughs> to like this guy who had fuck yeah written across his, his the crotch of his jeans and like Stop rocked it. up to meet my parents like that I shit you not <laughs> and he'd done it himself with Texter because he had a t-shirt business that he was trying to run oh, and he was like God. very creative anyway and he broke up with me like every three months on the dot so yeah <laughs> I mean, that's awful and it was awful in a whole bunch of other ways, but it's just another experience you need to have yes. that you'd, like, missed out on with, like, the angel church man. Did he stay in the church, the boyfriend? No. Well, I don't know. So we're friends still. Um, We only really became friends in the last year because he ended up marrying um, my sister's church best friend. So when right. – Yeah. And they actually started <laughs> dating before I'd left. And that was pretty devastating for me, mm. but also, like, very much fair for him because, like, I'd put him through the ringer and, like, whatever. And, yeah, so they ended up getting married and they were together for quite a while and then split. And while they were together, I get, like, he never contacted me and, like, I obviously wasn't, like, I just kind of let it be because I was just mm. sort of, like, church is very much not, like, you can be friends with your ex. Like, it's yeah. not at all. <laughs> so I feel like I was, like, okay, well, I don't want to, like, get, like, message or anything because, you know. It just didn't yeah. seem right because I really didn't know anything about their life. But I don't know if they were in the church. I don't. They definitely weren't at that church because that church ended up closing eventually. Right. Um, but yeah, I caught up with him like yeah, like last year, earlier this year actually, and um, we didn't talk about it because I think it's just such a like. This is the thing. It's just so like I had a few times like there's I've still got friends from church, but. I had to, like, have some hard convos of, like, don't try and save me back because yeah. I won't be able to hang out with you if you try. And they mean well. This is the thing. Like, yeah. I think if you've got any friends who are born again or whatever, like, I think you have to remember that they genuinely believe that mm. you, like, they're trying to save you from going to hell and they're not doing it in this way of, like, you're weaker or less than because you're not going to church. They're just literally like, I love you so much that I want you to experience this too. Um, but the problem with that obviously is that it becomes like 
this all-consuming mm. thing and then you just don't have any capacity to understand other people's beliefs or the yes, way that like grey areas are. of life. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, um, yeah, fuck, I don't even know what I'm talking about now, but basically oh, that's so kind of the fascinating. Story. I'm like wrapped. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and I, I mean it's still something that I deal with. Like I think you can't go through – that kind of formative thing because it was 10 years so I left when I was about 24 25 mm, and such a formative time yes like a, a like a length of time is considerable in the you know course of your life if that's 10 years that's a third of your life that yeah. you spent pretty much and then it's that time period as well like I've always said you do more changing between the ages of like 13 to 23 that you do in any other really 10 years yeah. apart from like probably one to 10 yeah. <laughs> as well physically but <laughs> like that time. I just feel like mentally and emotionally <laughs> no, you're such a different person in the years of like teens to your yes, early 20s I agree such a formative time and then that was kind of not corrupted, but like co-opted by well, this it was co-opted, experience. Yeah, absolutely. Co-opt is perfect. And that's the thing is like I have regret in a way because I never got to do the teen thing. I was never like I didn't have stupid teen boyfriends mm. that were shit. I didn't get to go and yep. get on the breezes at the party. Oh, the um, you know. what did I drink? Jim Beam and Sprite? Yeah, when I was 15. yeah. Jim Beam and Sprite. And like I got to do it when I was 24 and like, oh God, I, I was a party girl pretty much until like – pre-COVID really <laughs> and like you know like I'm still kind of like I'll go to the house party and I think a lot of that has to do with and a lot of the reason I feel like I'm quite a young 35 is because I missed 10 years of it it's a chunk of time yeah. yeah so I feel like I'm almost like kind of back at 25 in a way but not really because I'm tired <laughs> I just can't party anymore because I'm tired you're like a tired 25 year old it's fine yeah but um it still comes up every now and then, and I think um, I talk to my therapist about it a lot. Um, mm. My therapist has helped me through a lot of it. But I, one of the biggest things is the catching up and mm. just feeling like, fuck, I missed so many formative experiences because of that. And just I spent years just doing things because I felt like I needed to do them to tick them off a list, not mm. because I actually – was having a good time and that's sad for me a little bit because I think fuck that's also kind of depressing just to mm. think like I was doing so many things not because I was having a really good time doing them but because I felt like I had to yeah um but fuck we've all got our shit right so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah and um yeah that's the story really what about like what about your family do you guys talk about it refer to it ever or is it just like not spoken about sometimes like yeah like like they were so amazing I think what's been so amazing is that they were still and they still do I think believe and would call themselves Christian and then Mm. they were definitely for the first few years of us not going anymore and me partying and coming home like vomiting in the bushes and like (laughs) passing out in the driveway and whatever were very much like still involved in some capacity or at least like believed Mm. and I, they've never, ever, ever judged us. They've always been, like, understanding of why we left. And, yeah, these days they don't really – we're all a bit cynical about, like, religion now. Not so much God but, like, religion, religion. And so, like, things will happen, like the whole thing that's going on at the moment with um, 
Brian Houston, who's the mm. head of Hillsong, and like I'll send them a link and be like, oh my God, or whatever. And yeah, you know, but it's not usually talking about it like the good times. It's more yeah. like we'll be like, remember this fucked thing that happened? You know? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be more like that stuff, which, yeah. um, you know, yeah, but, but they're, they like, and this is where I'm at as well, is they're very much disconnected their relationship with God from mm. church. And I think, yeah. If I were to land anywhere, that's probably where I land. But I don't really have a relationship with God at the moment and haven't since I left. And that's probably in a lot of ways a fear thing because I just can't. Like I literally like, and this is where I start to get like a bit like, well, I don't like talking about it because I've avoided it for so long. And I just don't want to think about it because it was such a shitty, shitty, shitty time going through all of that that I'm almost like I I don't want to think about it. I just want to have fun and I just, you know. Yeah, but maybe yeah. one day there'll be a time where you can, like, accept God as being something separate from you're being shunned for bitching about blah, blah. You can't go to clubs. Like, yeah, you yeah. You can say, no, like, my God doesn't feel that way yeah. about dancing at a club. Or- and, like, things like and about, like, homosexual people and stuff. Oh, like, I was yeah. just like, I can't. Like, I have literally 90% of my friends are gay people yeah, at this point. Like, exactly. I'm like, I can't go back to a place where I'm, like, shunning people for their like mm. I just would not be able mm. to go along with the belief that that is not yeah, of God. Yeah, doesn't align not just with who they yeah. are as a person. So, yeah, so there's stuff. But then again, like this is the thing and like obviously if you are like religious, um please come and talk to us in you're doing great sweetie. Like it's mm. not that it's bad blanket. Mm. My experience was bad. I would also say that the church I went to were veered into a very not great direction mm. at some point. Um, I I do believe that the pastor still, I actually do believe that the entire time they thought they were doing the right thing. I think that just human humans are weak and we do dumb shit and like, you know, we can go and maybe they don't even think that they went off the, on, off the rails or anything. I think <laughs> yeah. They yeah. Did. yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, like they definitely um, like, there was good intentions there. Yes. Um, and I know that there are good churches out there and, and really good people in them. So it's not like you're dumb if you believe in God at no, all. No, it's just your experience. Yeah, the yeah. The people that you experienced. Um, yeah, just like with anything. The anti-religion episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not. Don't hate us. But, yeah, come and tell us about it. Like, honestly, mm. I can talk about it more now than I used to be able to. Before I would have been like, do not tell me. I don't want to know. Yeah. I never want to hear from about, about your church <laughs> ever. <laughs> don't tell me. This is an anti-church podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a process. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. a breakup. It's like every day gets easier. Yes. Yeah, that is very much actually what it was like. It was just a process. Process and it took mm. years to get past it. And your parents are older, so they can move on a bit more quickly. Whereas yes. you know, you're younger, and it was like the formative years, so you had yes. to really, like, really disengage, yeah. which will take longer. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So interesting. I have such an opposite experience in that, and it's such a short story. In that, mm. I was born. Both my parents are atheists, and we're yeah. like, God doesn't exist. This is all crap. And I was like. Cool, thanks. Like they didn't even give me the option to yeah, be like, yeah. here, discover this for yourself. Yeah. Or my dad says he's agnostic, actually. But mum, mm. mum went to Catholic school. Her parents were um, 
Jewish, but were like, we don't want to be like they came over in the war and were like, we don't want to be Jewish. <laughs> Fuck that. Look what happens to you when you're Jewish. Yeah. Um, so they sent her to Catholic school and obviously like nuns ruined her um, yeah. and, you know, beat her and horrible experience. Mm. She had her own trauma from that and was just yeah. like, no, we're atheists. God doesn't exist, but it's actually you're going to laugh. But I've always kind of thought, you know, it's nice to have something, that community and that like, you know, this is what we do every weekend. We go and do this thing and we belong to a community and we believe in something. And that's how I got into footy. Yes. <laughs> I just, I wanted, and now like, I have footy. Now the, the giants are my religion. But seriously, it was like I just, I actually did feel like something was missing there where yeah. I wanted something to share with my friends where we all like believed in the same thing. <laughs> And that we went and did something on the weekend. And for me, that's – and people will say footy is religion. If you watch Ted Lasso, you know, there's a character that says football is life. <laughs> and for me, like, the, I totally get when you talk about the community, the sense of belonging. Yeah. They're like, we just go every weekend and it was like, what got you out of bed? Like, that can be so many things in life. Um, oh, the community thing is like – I think we're always – searching as humans yeah. for community in some way. Like I, I think that that's like natural. And so, mm. yeah, exactly. Oh, wow, I just burped. That's okay. That was, <laughs> we needed to drink way to, to get end. through this episode. <laughs> but I remember like even thinking about my, I got into like really reading about Judaism and like mm. looking for that sense of belonging when I was in my early 20s. But I think I was too far gone and like I looked into it and it was all like God this and God that. And I'd already been the opposite and been yeah. like indoctrinated to not believe in that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, mm, I can't, like, I can't. Like, I just couldn't for me just suddenly completely shift and be like, yeah. this is what I believe in now. But I have a friend I worked with that converted to Judaism and met her husband through that. And mm, wow. Yeah. Like, it it can happen, but it just yeah. couldn't, couldn't for me. Yeah. Um, but I was just so interested to hear about that because I love that we have such different lives. Yeah, yeah. we really do. Yeah, we're <laughs> such good friends and I think that's what makes this podcast work. We bring different things Very to the table. And then we have really similar experiences yes. in other ways. Yes. But um, like work, for example. Yeah. But then, yeah, it's just wildly different. <laughs> uh, yeah, such different like upbringings and like. Yeah. Like, yeah, like a, I guess the young adult life of ours is very yeah, different. Like, very different. You know, and, but it is good. And that's it. Like, you know, we speak from different perspectives often, um, which is what we like to do. Um, but yes, if you have stories, come and tell yeah, us. Yeah, please tell us. Don't come and tell any stories about the church that I went to. <laughs> I on purpose kept that vague because yeah. of legal and privacy reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, don't name names. Well, um, thank you for sharing sharing i really i really appreciate it i know other people will too because it's just it's a very unique but also not because a lot of a lot of people follow religion yeah but it's a unique experience and i feel like all the tidbits you've told me over the years just like i don't know i think especially in the friendship episode where you talked about a little bit of a tidbit about how you felt lonely because you didn't have anyone when you left the church. Mm. It made so much sense to me because I met you so many years later. Yeah. It paints a picture of why you are the way you are. Yes. You are so inclusive always when there's like new people starting at work like me. Yeah. And to be like, 
hey, let's go do this thing and meet this friend. And like yeah. that, it just, I'm like, that explains that. So for me personally, it was so fascinating. <laughs> I'm sure the re- the readers, the listeners will also have found it really enlightening. Yeah. Not in a churchy way. Just yes, in a, not in a just not in, in an a, informational way. Just in an informational realist <laughs> way. Um, yes, but um, thanks so much for listening, guys. And we'll be back next week. Next week, we never know. maybe. Who knows? Maybe? With with just like a fun zesty we'll topic. Yeah, no yeah, more, no more trauma. No more trauma. <laughs> just fun. Just fun types. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.